What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Laying Foundations. We lied to you last week. Uh, last last podcast didn't work out, so you got us again. As you can tell, our queue of podcasts has ran out. We had a long lot of them for a long time. Now we're building our guests, guests back up again this new year, 2024. So today, we want to talk to you a little bit about something that I think we both experienced as new guys in the industry, but a good leader and versus a bad leader and the importance of that, especially coming out of college, going into the working world. Jesse's talked on this a lot. We've talked on it a little bit. A couple of guests we've had have talked on it as well. So we're just going to do a little deep dive, talk about our experiences and go from there. Mr. Hambrick, why don't you start us off? Yeah, let's go with first why it's important also to back up we just never need to say we're having this person on again because it just happens to be they can't meet so anyway but let's talk about why it's important to have a good leader so just personally i can speak to my own experience first what two and a half years i didn't have a great leader helping helping me and so we want to take ownership we're extreme ownership people that whenever there's a problem and if we're involved we're gonna go hey that's on me you know i should have done something to help get out of this, or I could have done something better. That's just who Walk and I are, and that's kind of one of our values. But to caveat that, as true as true as that is, it's also equally important to understand having a good leader can help your trajectory of where you want to go. So there's a lot of other stuff we can talk about. Like, you should know your why. You should understand where you're trying to get to. And I'm not going to go there. But it's really important to realize that if you're starting out in construction, do whatever it takes. If it's not your direct boss, your your project manager, your superintendent, if you don't have someone on your job site that can pour into you every day, figure out someone within that organization that would be willing to mentor you, be willing to coach you, be willing to be the encourager that you need. Because Justin Uyar talked about this a lot, Walker. The field engineer, project engineer, can be one of the hardest jobs in construction when it comes to just time of like work having to be done because it's a lot expected on you. You have the authority, but then you don't also have the knowledge, but people just throw stuff on your plate and expect you to just, you know, do it at all times at all costs and sacrifice your time, you know, your family. So again, going back, it's important. Make sure you're looking for a leader on your job site, in your organization, And to me, why it's so important is because, you know, I feel like I've wasted two and a half years of my career because I didn't have someone that was willing to mentor me. The leader I have now, James Myers, I mean, he's just an absolute rock star. He will literally let me, he, he, it's a, he lets go of the range and lets me take off. But then he also gives me the analogy. Whenever I start to see you going out the left field or field, I just kind of bump you left, go back to the center and keep bumping you. Like, I want you to make the decisions, but I want to help guide you. And that's what you need starting out. So Walker, I rambled a lot. What do you think? No, I think you're spot on. You know, it's really interesting because Jesse Hernandez has talked about a little bit, but especially within the organization itself Mm -hmm. is, is a huge thing in terms of, let me go a little bit deep. He's worked with a lot of contractors, GCs as a sub And he'll tell you the good ones and he'll tell you the bad ones. And he'll tell you they all have the same thing in common. And it's the way that people treat the subs on site. It's the way that they deal with their work with their job sites, the way they lead it. And he said, all the companies are typically the same because you have a new guy coming in and they quote unquote, get indoctrinated by these different 
beliefs, by how to handle a job site, by these quote unquote leaders in, in within the industry. Yeah. And so if the longer you're in a, a company and if you don't have good leadership, if you don't have people there tell you their way to do things, you're just going to fall further and further and further into this, you know, circular motion of just bad principles, bad leadership, bad jobs, and might not be able to get out of it. Whereas, you know, you, I worked for two different companies. You work for not two different companies, but two different teams, three different teams. You've seen a lot of different people. You've seen a lot of different leadership styles. And so I think that's very beneficial because especially the companies that we're at, very large companies. And when you get to very large companies, you kind of have a opportunity because it's going to vary by region. It's Even though it's the same company, the personnel, the leadership style, the way that they do things are not going to always be the same depending upon where you're at, what the division you're in, what region you're in. So that's a benefit of going with a larger company. I think smaller companies, you might have the same team. They're all going to be the exact same way of thinking. I won't go into that. But anyway, that being said, coming from Jesse Hernandez, he's seen how greatly leadership influence how a job goes. Mm-hmm. And from you and I's perspective, we've seen how leadership or poor leadership greatly influences us personally. And so, you know, for me, again, seeing two different sides of, of the coin, it's not very fun having a, a poor leader who doesn't treat you well or, or blames you for things or doesn't handle situations the way that they need to be handled. And then that sets up poor precedent for you. So I don't I don't know how to handle this situation anymore. I know how he handled it, but I don't want to handle it that way. But I don't know the way to handle it because I've never been taught that or never been shown that. So when you see a good way to do it and a bad way to do it, it's light and day. And so that's, again, I rambled as well. But that's really what we're talking about. So when you're choosing a job, when you're choosing a, a company or when you're choosing a team, you don't get to really choose your your team. But when you're thinking about where you're going, you want to make sure that you're going to a company that develops their employees, that has good leaders to begin with, that has successful projects that the trades speak highly of. Man, if you're in an area and you want to go in the GC route or you want to go in the trade route, go to another company that works with them. Maybe you want to go in the GC, go to a sub in the area, call them, say, hey, look, I I want to go the GC route. I'm new but I want to know what companies that y'all enjoy working with, what GCs are good in this area. And the trades are going to tell you because they have companies that they like working with and they have companies that they don't. I know the guys on my site do. I know the companies around here that they don't enjoy working for. And I know the companies that they do. And luckily we're one of them hmm. that they enjoy working with. Right. And so that's a tip that maybe you could do, or just start calling around asking people who work for different companies, their opinion before you make that decision. Cause it's, it's a very, big decision at the end of the day, because that's going to dictate how you develop as a leader. Yeah. You know, Walker, that's part of why we wrote those four free guides on the website, talking about the interview process, getting your resume ready. You know, in these interviews, I think you can tell based off how people talk to you and treat you Oh yeah, what kind of company it is, right? So I think that's a key factor. I love that you mentioned that. Another thing, Walker, I have a, he's still the regional general superintendent who's People joke that he's called the godfather of Brassfield because he he's basically he built the majority of the stuff coming out mm-hmm. and been with the company since, you know, I don't know if it was since it was created, but 40 something years. Dude's been yeah. a great leader. 
Uh, one of the things he told me before was you can learn what to do just as much as you can learn what not to do. And he looked yeah. at me after my first job and like, I just, I just remember him looking at me and like basically grabbing me and telling me that. And I was just like, I, I hear what you're saying. And so for the first job for me in New Orleans, I learned some stuff of what to do, but I learned a lot of, this is not how I want my job site to run. It was still yeah. a success. BNG made money. You know, we treated the client well, still interact with the trade partners, but it's just, man, I just think about if we could have done it, I don't want to say that I know it, but a different way from a holistic perspective, I think we could have done even better. We could have mm. just, you know, done an even better job. And I'm not saying that's because of me. It's just, you know, I see the gaps like Walker talks about of what, what it is within a good leader and a bad leader. And people just don't want to come to work for a bad leader. That, I mean, a bad leader just to me leads out of fear and there's a whole lot to go into that, but you know, let's kind of transition here. We talked about why it's important. Let's talk about the difference between a good leader and a bad leader. So a good leader to me, I just jotted some stuff down, just kind of big ticket items is always on time prepared mm -hmm. to me they they listen to others. They receive feedback. Another thing is their problem solver, people connector, Walker. That's a big thing for us. To me, a leader doesn't wander aimlessly. They kind of mm. always have a little bit of traction about them. They may not know how to answer the question, but they they get the concept. They understand what's going on. And if they don't, they're willing to be humble enough to go, hey, I don't know this particular thing. Help me understand this. Teach me what you're trying to tell me. Another thing I thought, they, they see the job through. Whether it's hard or easy, they're going to be there. And then just some other stuff, you know. I wrote can command when needed. They're not yeah. always the person out in front, but when it when it's time to go, when they got to grab the reins. They go they grab them, right? Yep. And so, I mean, that's some of the things I think about for a good leader. What are some of the things you think about when a good leader comes to mind? I mean, you said most of them. I'm going to add communicates well. You know, they're going to be able to. It's communicates well and communicates well to different people types. You know, so you can communicate well via email. That's one way. But communicating to someone who's out in the field versus to someone who's in the office yep. versus to the laborer versus to the CEO of the company, that is all different ways of communicating. And you kind of have to know how to do it for each one. It's not saying someone's lesser or better than anyone. They're just in a different position. Yeah. I'm going to say another one would be when there is a problem, take action on it immediately. It's not like, oh, there's an issue. I'm going to let it sit for a week and then I'm going to come back to it. No, if, if there's a problem, all right, here's the course of action. This is what we need to do to resolve it. This is who needs to be involved. Let's set up a meeting. Let's go out and fix it in the field. Let's get confirmation from the architect. Boom, we're done. Problem's done with. It's not going to last another week or you get the ball rolling in order to fix it. Right. That's another thing that, that I would add to those. I think you covered pretty much everything else, you know, in terms of a bad leader, it's pretty much the opposite of everything we just said. Mm. Uh, I think you can add, I, I like the leading by fear part, I agreed, but I think you can also add um, complacent, uh, not there physically, like, or not there mentally. They might be there with you, but they might not be there mentally with you. Mm. So they're not going to try to think of things to teach you. They're not a good teacher. A good leader is someone who's going to sit you down and say, hey, what do you want to learn? What do you want to work on? You know, what do you think you're bad at? This is what I think you're good at. This is what I think you need to improve on. What do you think you would do in this situation? Let's learn. A bad leader is not going to do any of that. They're just going to go about their day. They're going to go about their job. They're going to kind of forget that you're there. And maybe if you didn't do something or if you didn't do something well, they might yell at you for it and say, oh, you should have done this. 
but they didn't communicate their expectations to you beforehand. So you no. never knew what to expect, what you need to do. Communicates expectations. Another thing, uh, a good quality of a leader. Yeah. What would you add? I think those are all great. You made me think about some instances on my job side and, um, I don't want to ramble for too much. So I'm not going to, that's not what you asked me, but you know, I think to piggyback off that, you know, kind of lazy, apathetic, mm. uh, I think doesn't, doesn't share or mentor or give some of that kind of hoards, whatever it is, maybe it's their office and everything and it's theirs. And I mean, it could just lead to everything else on the job site. You know, I think someone that belittles others in front of other people, I think that's a, a, a bad leader. I think about someone, at least from the superintendent side, they don't get out of their freaking chair and go walk the job. They're a bad leader. Yeah. That's, you know, yep. crucial. And I just think about people know what a good and bad leader is. They can tell it. And majority, I don't want to say we just have a blanket statement. Everyone's a bad leader in construction. I don't want to say that, but I just, you know, too many times, in our task-oriented brains in construction, we think about the task and the schedule, and we got to get this done, and we don't think and slow down and go, hey, I need to think about the person that's actually doing the work. Yeah. And so it's been cool for me, at least on this job site, A, talked about my leader, but then B, we have a self-performed team, and now I'm seeing, man, it really took a long time to put this bulkhead in for a slab mm. pour. I needed to add another day at least for them to get this done. Or whenever we have our five o'clock meeting, we need to talk about maybe doing it a different way. I think that was a little too much. And then it took a, yeah. lo a little too long to wreck. So a good leader to me is always seeking to get better. A bad leader is just basically everything we said about the good leader, but the opposite. I mean, and people know. Yeah. I was going to add stands up for, for their team members as well. Stands up for the people under them too. And just team in general, because you, if you go out and they're feeling and you have a, a sub just tearing into you for some reason, and you see that as a leader, you're going to go up there and you're going to say something, you're going to stop it and you're going to calm the situation down versus a bad leader who might just let them keep tearing into you because in their thought, thought process, you probably did something wrong. You might deserve it. Right. There's another difference. There you go. That's a good point. And just kind of close out, you know, the reason we're thinking about this in particular is, you know, we have a younger audience and leadership is something that, I think for the younger audience, it's super important to learn what that leadership muscle is to you. When we talk mm -hmm. about leadership, again, it can be, I mean, you can go ask a thousand different people and you could get 900 different answers. Like leadership is super fluid, just kind of changes, but, you know, to continue to talk about it, you know, I want to be a great leader every day I show up and, you know, I want to encourage our generation. You know, we have the authority at work because we have a college degree, but we don't have the knowledge. And so I want to encourage this next generation to continue to, to push towards, you know, okay, I have the authority, but what do I need to learn here? And mm -hmm. continue to learn the technical side and then work on your leadership side of like, just like Walker said, okay, you have the authority, but now you have to learn what's a good way to have conflict. What's the bad way to have conflict? You know, how do I talk to someone when I'm upset? Should I really go try to go talk to them when I'm pissed off? Probably not. I need to take a little bit to, to cool off. So just all these different things. And just be be thinking about that as we go through these next po through podcast is, you know, leadership's just been kind of on my heart lately, and I want to get more detailed. I think I've kind of talked about it from a big view the past year, but I really just want to hone in and just really focus on that. And that might be, you know, for Walker and I, that might be the next half year. No one may, may want to be a be a guest on the show, but we're going to continue to talk about 
what it means to be a leader to us. And just if you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out to us.